بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل الحمد لله وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى الله خير عما يشركون نحمده تعالى وهو جل وعلا ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له رب الأرباب ومسبب الأسباب ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا مولانا محمد عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد رب يسر ولا تعسر وتمم بالخير وبك نستعين يا فتاح رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل لقطة من لساني يفقه قولي رب زدني علما والحقني بالصالحين سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم سبحانك لا فهم لنا إلا ما فهمت لنا إنك أنت الجواد الكريم My dear respected elders, brothers and sisters in Islam السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته if there's one thing, just one thing, all the Abrahamic faiths have in common at this point, in this topic, a consensus per se, is that someone is to come. In Judaism, the Messiah refers to a Jewish king who would rule at the end of history. In the latter Jewish Messianic tradition and eschatology, Messiah refers to a leader anointed by God and in some cases a future king of Israel, physically descended from the Davidic line who will rule the united tribes of Israel. And he will also herald the messianic age of global peace. The translation of the Hebrew word Messiah became the accepted Christian designation and title of Jesus of Nazareth, indicative of the principal character and function of his ministry. Christians believe that prophecies in the Hebrew Bible, especially in Isaiah, refer to a spiritual savior and believe Jesus to be that Messiah, i.e. Christ. Islamic tradition holds the view that Isa, son of Maryam, was indeed the promised Nabi and Masih, the Messiah, sent to the Israelites, and that he will again return to earth in the end of times along with Al-Mahdi, and they will defeat Masih al-Dajjal. The material I intend to present today from the light of hadith is raw, indigestible for some. And I don't intend to water it down whatsoever. So prior to presenting it, I feel one session of how the other scriptures view it should also be analyzed to broaden the general perspective and overall acceptance and appreciation of our teachings. For strangely, whenever it comes from the territory of a Muslim or Islam, i.e. an action, reaction, statement, or a script, it is condemned and deemed inappropriate. It could go as far as outright being backwards. And this happens for mostly by Muslims. 
But when the same or similar item is presented from a different perspective, from a different perspective point or from a different teaching, we as a society give it a different name, a facelift, and shuffle up a validation claim for it if we find it to be susceptible to objection or condemnation. No example needed, no elaboration required. A reminder before I proceed, Islam is the most just, upright, and balanced teaching ever gifted to man. It is our ignorance when we fully engross or all right reject any given aspect connected to Islam. For remember, balance is the key, is the teaching, and is correct. To the topic. Waiting for Jesus The good tiding awaited by Christians and Muslims. It is very important for a Muslim that Jesus is going to come back to the earth again. He is a prophet born by a miracle of Allah without a father. He invited the Christian of Israel to follow the true path and showed them many miracles. He is the Messiah, and as the Quran says, He is the Word of God. In Surah number 4, verse number 171. Together with His return to earth, the lack of understanding between Christians and Muslims who share the same moral values, and as the Quran says, are closer to one another in love than all other people, Surah number 5, verse number 82, will be repaired. And these two greatest of world's religious communities will be united. The members of the world's third monotheistic religion, the Jews, will also accept Jesus as their true Messiah and find their way to the true religion, as Allah has stated in the Holy Quran, Surah number 4, verse number 159. So the three monotheistic religions will unite. There will be one single religion on earth based on faith in Allah and obedience to Jesus, his Prophet, This religion will defeat the atheistic philosophies and pagan beliefs with intellectual means. Thus the world will be saved from war, conflicts, racial and ethnic hostility, cruelty and injustice. Humanity will enter a golden age of peace, happiness, and well-being. Certainly this will be the greatest event in the history of the world. In this situation, in which the three monotheistic religions will unite, the whole American continent, Europe, the Islamic world, Russia, and Israel will be allied on the basis of a shared faith. And no such unity has ever occurred before. The peace, well-being, stability, and happiness to be established in the world by this union has never been known in any previous period. Its likeness has never been seen. And when Jesus returns to earth, it will be one of the greatest wonders in the history of the world. Those prophets who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had chosen perform various miracles by His will. The miracles performed by Jesus alayhi salam in Palestine 2,000 plus years ago 
were such marvels as raising the dead, healing the blind and the leper, and giving life to inanimated substances, as the Quran states in Surah number 5, verse number 11. The return of Jesus to the earth after 2,000 years and the beginning of his new life in his mature years without a mother and father will be a great wonder. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> As a result, materialistic philosophy, which has already collapsed on the levels of science and philosophy, will suffer irrevocable ruin for the entire world to see. And people will witness the clear proofs for the existence and power of Allah. So, in the light of the signs in the Qur'an, the sayings of our Prophet and the interpretations of leading Islamic scholars, we believe that this blessed period is very near. Question that we ask now, is the Christian world ready for Jesus? The love of Jesus has given the Christians throughout history a proper morality. In the Quran, God describes Christians as, and I quote, most affectionate to those who believe. And it states also, and I quote, that is because some of them are priests and monks and because they are not arrogant, and quote, Holy Quran, Surah number 5, verse number 82. In another verse, Christians' positive morality is mentioned. Surah number 57, verse number 27, Allah subhanahu states, Then we sent our messengers following in their footsteps and sent Jesus, son of Mary, after them, giving him the gospel. And we put compassion and mercy in the hearts of those who followed him. According to the Christian scriptures, Jesus will return to earth. It is stated several times in the New Testament that Jesus will return to earth. And I quote, So Christ will appear a second time. Further ahead, to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him. This is in Hebrew chapter 9 verse number 28. In many other passages in the New Testament, it is announced that Jesus will return. Also, according to Christian scriptures, the return of Jesus is near. Many Christians believe that the second coming is very soon. This is because almost all their announcements in both the New and Old Testaments regarding the return of Messiah have been fulfilled. Under these circumstances, Christians should not remain indifferent about the second coming. Even according to the Christian scriptures, this will be the greatest event in history. Why? Since Christian scriptures say that the second coming is definitely near, this ought to be the most important item on the agenda of the Christian world. Seeing that Jesus will bring all people together when He comes. Christians should leave aside their differences, arguments, and hostilities that will soon have no significance anyways. 
Since Christians and Muslims who believe in Jesus will be united in a common faith when He comes, both communities must try from this moment to overcome the prejudice and distrust between them. In the book of Revelation, the last book in the New Testament, it says, and I quote, The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of His Messiah, and He will reign forever and ever. This is in Rev chapter 11, verse number 15. Regarding the end of times in the Bible, a great deal of information regarding the end of time and Jesus' return to earth appears in Islamic sources. That being the case, the following question arises, could the subject of the end of time also be discussed in the text of pre-Islamic divine religions? Could God have given information about the events of the end of times to messengers who came before the Prophet Muhammad That is of course possible. It is very likely that the Torah and the Bible will contain references to the end of times. There is a strong likelihood of those references compatible with the hadith of the Prophet peace be upon him and the verses of the Holy Quran are original. In fact, when the references in the Bible are examined, it is indeed striking that there are indications regarding the end of times and that there are many parallels between these and those in the Islamic sources. Some of those references, for example, number one, the most distinctive characteristic of the end of time is Jesus' return to earth. A number of signs are provided on the subject of the events that will herald the coming of Jesus. Some of these signs may have occurred at various times. Yet for all these signs, in other words, what we're told about the end of times, to come together at the same time is to be regarded as a potent that the coming of Prophet Jesus, peace be upon him, is approaching. According to Islamic sources, the Mahdi must already have started his work aimed at bringing the moral values of Islam to prevail in the world. Since the Mahdi will prepare the ground for the Prophet Jesus and will act with him when he returns, the appearance of Jesus must be close at hand. The Bible and Islamic sources have many similarities in a number of respects. The protents before the return of Jesus are described in the Bible in the following terms. And I quote from, to you from John chapter 13, verse number 19. Now I tell you before it comes, that when it does come to pass, you may believe that I am He. Moving along to Matthew chapter number 24, verse number 3 to 14. Now as he, i.e. Jesus, sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming at, and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilence, and earthquakes in various places. 
All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. And I quote. It spoke of the spread of war. In the Bible, we can see a similar reference to the Prophet ﷺ's hadith concerning the appearance of the Mahdi in which he says, the world will be in utter confusion. In Luke chapter number 21, verse number 9 and 10, but when you hear of wars and commotions, do not be terrified, for these things must come to pass first, but the end will not come immediately. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. In Matthew chapter number 24, verse 6 and 7, which I just quoted to you, and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. You that see that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet, for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. Another sign Indicating the end, the drying up of the waters of the Euphrates, the fire and smoke that burns. In Revelation chapter 16, verse 12 to 16, then the sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates, and its water was dried up so that the way of the kings from the east might be prepared. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs coming out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are spirits of demons performing signs which go out to the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of the great day of God Almighty. And they gathered them together to the place called in Hebrew Armageddon. In Revelation chapter number 9, verse 16 to 18, Now the number of the army or of the horsemen was 200 million. A third of mankind was killed by the fire and the smoke and the brimstone which came out of their mouths. We are told in the mentioned verses that the water of the Euphrates will dry up that a great war will erupt in a place called Armageddon, and that most people will die from fire and smoke. These portents are also to be found in the hadith of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. The drying up of the water of Euphrates, the fire and smoke coming from the east and burning people, all of these are examples of portents regarding the end of time spoken by the Prophet. It also spoke about natural events such as famines and earthquakes. Extraordinary natural events will take place. Indications can be found in the Gospel of St. Matthew and Luke. Two examples I'll give you from Matthew chapter number 24, verse number 7 to 8. And there will be famines, 
pestilences and earthquakes in various places, all these are the beginning of sorrows. From Luke chapter 21, verse number 16, men's hearts failing them from fear and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. In addition to the extraordinary national phenomena on earth, other, pro, uh, other portents are indicated in the sky. Indeed, we have already looked at some signs concerning heavenly bodies, like, I believe, 122 tornadoes last spring, in a weekend. The Bible makes reference to extraordinary natural events taking place in uh, the skies. One of these takes the following form. Luke chapter 21, verse number 11, and there will be great earthquakes in various places, and famines, and pestilences, and there will be fearful sights and great signs from heaven. There will be signs in the sun, in the moon, in the stars. There will be an eclipse of the sun and the moon during the month of Ramadan, which already happened. The Halley's Comet and the Hale-Bob Comet will pass by the earth. And having looked at the interesting connections between these and the Hadith, the Bible also says that this phenomena in the sky will herald in the end of times. Looking at Luke chapter 21, verse number 25 and 26, and there will be signs in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars, and on the earth, distress of nation. With perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, man's heart failing them from fear and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth, for the power of the heavens will be shaken. In Matthew chapter number 24, verse number 29, immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven and the powers of the heaven will be shaken. Keep in mind, we are describing end-of-time signs, clear-cut, unaltered, from holy scriptures before we present it, the Islam, before we present it from the Islamic perspective. They go on to teach and educate us of the prophecies of the increase of evil. Moral degeneration amongst people and the resulting loss of love and respect between them is shown as another sign of the end of times. This, once again, also appears in the Bible. In Matthew chapter 24, verse number 10 to 12, and there will be, and then many will be offended, will betray one another, will hate one another, and because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. It also informs us of non-religious life that will spread on earth. Religions ceasing to play a defining role in people's lives is also shown as a sign for the end of times. In Timothy chapter 4, verse number 3 and 4, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears. 
They will heap up for themselves teachers and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. In Timothy chapter 4 verse number 1, now the Spirit expresses, expressly says that in latter times some will depart from the faith. In Timothy chapter 3, verse number 1 to 5, But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power and for such people and from such people turn away. In Matthew chapter number 24, verse number 37 to 39. But as the days of Noah were, so along will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and did not know until the flood came and took them away. So along will the, will the coming of the Son of Man be. Oppression. In many religions of the world, people are regarded as a danger for saying, God is our Lord. In many regions of the people of the world, let me say that once more, in many regions of the world, people are regarded as a danger for saying, God is our Lord. And are thus subjugated to oppression. This danger awaiting believers is referred to in the terms of the Bible. In Matthew chapter number 24 verse number 9. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Another reference in the gospel of St. Luke describes oppression and torture awaiting believers as... Chapter number 21, verse number 12, 16, and 19. But before all these things, they will lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and prisons. You will be brought before the kings and rulers for my name's sake. You will be betrayed even by parents and brothers, relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. But your patience possesses your souls. The wealthier will become the wealthy will become wealthier. As poverty and famine prevail on one hand, in the end of times, the goods and fortunes of the wealthy will increase still further on the other. In other words, the few wealthy people will grow even wealthier and a huge chasm will emerge between the people. In James chapter 5, verse number 1 to 3, Come now, you rich, weep and howl for your miseries that are coming upon you. Your riches are corrupt, and your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver are corroded, and their corrosion will be a witness against you, and will eat your flesh like fire. You have heaped up treasure in the last days. 
It also informs us of false prophets that will appear. Most will claim to be the Messiah. In the end of times, many people will emerge claiming to be Jesus and some will openly declare themselves to be prophets. The appearance of false messiahs described as a portent of the coming of the Mahdi in the hadith of our prophet is also found in the Bible. In Matthew chapter 24 verse number 5, For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. In Matthew chapter 24, verse number 23 to 25, Then if anyone says to you, Look, here is the Christ, or there, do not believe it. For false Christ and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you beforehand. In Matthew chapter number 24, verse number 11, Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And in Luke chapter number 21, verse 8, and he said, Take heed that you not be deceived. For many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and the time has drawn near. Therefore, do not go after them. <clears throat> there, will be, there will be great tribulations and confusion in the end days. In Matthew chapter number 24, verse number 21 and 22, For then there will be great tribulation, such as has not been seen the beginning of the world until this time. No, nor ever shall be. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. That is why in Matthew chapter 24, verse number 15 to 21, Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken, by, spoken of by Daniel, the prophet, standing in the holy place. Verse number 21. For then there will be great tribulation, such as has not been since the beginning of the world until this time. No, nor ever shall there be. One of the final signs. Jesus returned to earth. As I already mentioned, Jesus' return to earth is one of the fundamental subjects in the Bible, which seeks to teach people by giving examples from his life. In addition, there are frequent references to the return of Jesus, and all believers are called upon to be prepared for such a great event. Some of the references in the Bible to the coming Jesus are as follow. For example, Matthew chapter number 24, verse number 30. Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven. And then all the tribes of the earth will mourn. And they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heavens with power and great glory. Now when he has spoken these things, while they watched, he was taken up. And a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly towards heaven as he went up, Behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, who also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into the heaven? This same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go into the heaven. This is from Acts chapter number 1, verse number 9 to 11. In Titus chapter number 2, verse number 13, Look for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ.
in the Thessalonians chapter number 1 verse number 7 and 8 and to give you who are troubled rest with us when the Lord Jesus revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire taking vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. In Hebrews chapter number 9, verse number 28, So Christ was offended once to bear the sins of many. To those who eagerly wait for Him, He will appear a second time apart from sin for salvation. In Revelation chapter number 1, verse number 7, Behold, He is coming with clouds and every eye will see Him. In Matthew chapter number 24, verse number 26 and 27, Therefore, if they say to you, Look, he is in the desert, do not go out. Or, Look, he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Jesus said to him, and I quote to you the last verse, from Matthew chapter number 26 verse number 64 it is as you said nevertheless I say to you hereafter you will see the son of man standing at the right hand of the power and coming on the clouds of heaven so in conclusion here my dear brothers and sisters the point is clear the coming of Isa islam is imminent at a time of chaos and destruction signs indicating its close proximity in the Bible as echoed in the Quran and the Hadith my goal is that we educate we comprehend not become excited whenever we can scratch up an explanation Imam, don't speak about Islam to people. You put us in harm. Which verse are you referring to? Which verse are you referring to? Go and make disciples of all nations, which is in Matthew chapter number 20, verse 19. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Mark chapter 16, verse number 15. And he sent them out to preach the kingdom of God. Luke chapter 9, verse 2. He commanded us to preach to the people, which is in Acts chapter 10, verse number 42. These are not from the Quran, these are from the Bible. Imam, take jihad out of the Quran. Take jihad out of the Quran, it's destroying us. Don't even utter that word in the masjid. Whilst the oldest text, the Old Testament, continues to keep the verse. And I quote to you from Isaiah verse number 16 from chapter number 13. Their children shall also be dashed into pieces before their eyes. Their houses shall be spoiled, their wives ravished. And Leviticus chapter 20 verse 9. For everyone that curseth his father or mother shall surely be put to death. Kill every male amongst the little ones and kill every woman who has known man by lying with him. But all the young girls keep alive for yourself. Chapter number 31, verse number 17 and 18. This is the Old Testament and the New Testament. Matthew chapter number 10, verse number 34 to 36. Don't think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace. I have not come to bring peace but a sword. In Luke chapter number 19, verse number 27, But for thy enemies, bring them here and slaughter them before me. In their book, my dear brothers and sisters, in their book, Comprehension, my dear Watson, Comprehension.